This week's episode of Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure contains subjects and themes that some may find upsetting. No offences intended whatsoever by any of the comments or opinions expressed within this podcast. Hello. <laughs> Hola. Right. Are you uh, thirsty? Why? I am. Good. Fucking hell. <laughs> Uh-oh. Trying to get a head start because later on you'll go, Oh, you're not drinking. Oh, oh, oh yeah. that's fucking nice, is it? Mm? Mm? What? 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 Are you ready, Dad? I'm re- fucking born ready, innit? You're rebel? A rebel, rebel, rebel. Do, 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 do. A rebel, rebel, rebel. Right, okay, okay, okay. Oh, hang on, what fucking episode are we on? Oh, yeah, and how long's the film? <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure. Mm-hmm. Yes. What episode number is this, Darren? Episode 38. 38? Yeah. Oh, We're wow. rapidly approaching our first anniversary. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> Not really. Wowzers. Not Wowzers. really, because the amount of times we've drunk Prosecco when we've got to like, a say, a 10th episode or a 20th. Yeah. Oh, dear. That's it's our fun. 40th soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the big 4-0. <four> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which means yeah, we might have a new... A new champ for the quiz for this round of ten. Well, maybe I'm not. I'm not counting my chickens. <laughs> well, it's four three at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> but listen, if you have just joined us, this is your first episode with us. My name is Matt. Uh, my name is Darren. This week we are looking at Full, Full Metal, Metal Jacket. Jacket. Yeah, 1987's Full Metal Jacket, uh, Kubrick war film. I think it's the first war film we've done, isn't it? Proper actual mm, war film. Yes, it is. Yeah, very much. Uh, so we'll be finding I out think, shortly. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I don't know. It's all starting to blur now a little bit. Yeah, that's the Prosecco. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Probably. <laughs> I like to say, shortly we'll be finding out what we think of the film. Uh, but uh, first of all, uh, it's time to go back to 1987. All right, some uh, interesting facts for 1987, uh, we had uh, Terry Waite. He disappeared in Beirut while negotiating in 1987. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then like, changed to a radiator for years and years. A long years. time. Yeah. A long, long time. So. Wow. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was. He disappeared in in 87. Wow. Uh, also in 87, uh, the auction house Christie's. Mm-hmm. They sold uh, one of Van Gogh's paintings. Sorry, who? Van Gogh. Who? <laughs> Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it was Sunflowers. Guess how much it sold for. Oh, I think I remember this. Was it like 22 million or something? Very close, mate. Was it? Impressive. 24 uh, and, yeah, 24 million 750,000. We've had worse days, Rodders. <laughs> <laughs> that was Christie's, isn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Jeez. I know, yeah. It'd be nice. Uh, also, 1987, we had The Living Daylights premiering in London uh, and a new James Bond in the form of... Uh, Mr. Dalton. Mr. Timothy Dalton. Yeah, wrestling on himself. I didn't know he only did two. I think he was signed yeah. for three and then oh, didn't yeah. get to the third. Yeah, you think he did more, really? See, I, I like to do a little bit... When I do the facts, I like to go into them as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, well, instead good of just yeah, instead of just getting from a Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, also, in 1987, BBC One. Mm-hmm. They aired, uh, it was the British television premiere of one of the films that we covered, which was War Games. Really? Yeah, like that's it. Five or six years after, or whatever. Well, it was 83 War 83. Games, so four years four later. Four years before. Yeah. Wow. 
And that's without thing, satellite TV. Mm. That's how long it used to take, wasn't it? Well, Jeez. back in the day, you would. Uh, back in the day, you'd have it in the cinema, and then about six months to a year later, it would come out on VHS. <laughs> well, it? I remember it would come out in the, in the cinema, and yeah. then about six months later, it would come out in the cinema again. Oh, and then and then it would come out on video. Yeah, no, they weren't milking it at all. <laughs> no, <were they>? not <laughs> And uh, finally, in 1987, we, there was, it was the debut of Going Live with uh, with Philip Schofield and Sarah Green. Yeah, whatever happened to them? No, they didn't do anything afterwards, <laughs> did they? Oh, I love Sarah Green. I thought you say I love Philip Schofield, but I do love the Schofield. <laughs> God bless his little bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> How's no, your bum for love bites? Anyway, so those are my facts for 1987. Nice, nice. Let's hear the charts. Full Metal Jacket had its premiere on the 17th of June 1987 in Beverly Hills and went on general release in Canada on the 26th of June with a limited run in the USA. So this week we are looking at the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 21st of June 1987. At number 10, falling five places from last week's number 5, it's Starship and nothing's going to stop us now. At number 9, climbing 12 places from last week's 21, it's Misfit from Curiosity Killed the Cat. And it's a non-mover at number 8 for Samantha Fox and nothing's going to stop me now. At number 7, it's last week's number 9, it's John Farnham and You're the Voice. And at number six, falling two places from last week's number four, it's this year's Eurovision winner, Johnny Logan and Hold Me Now. This week's highest new entry is at number five for the Pet Shop Boys and It's a Sin. And at number four, falling one place from last week's number three, it's George Michael and I Want Your Sex. Into the top three, climbing three places, it's Bruce Willis and Under the Boardwalk. And it's a non-mover at number two for Whitney Houston and I Want to Dance with Somebody. It's also a non-mover at number one. Last week's number one is this week's number one. It's The Firm and Star Trekking. And that was the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 21st of June, 1987. Have we had that chart before? <laughs> those something very, very similar. Yeah, like, all of those songs have been sort of dotted around the top forty over the last few weeks as well. I, think. I was going to say because we've had eighty-seven a lot yes. recently. Yeah, so. I think we need to stay away from eighty-seven for a while. <laughs> and next week's film direct from nineteen eighty-seven is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, just outside the top ten, you got uh, White Snake is this love when Smokey sings from ABC, Wishing Well, Terence Trent Derby. It's not unusual. Eighty-seven from Tom Jones, Always Atlantic Star, My Pretty One, Cliff Richard, The Beautiful Don't Dream It's Over from Crowded House. Oh, that is a good song. Yeah, uh, Shattered Dreams, Johnny H Jazz, Wishing I Was Lucky, Wet Wet Wet, Sweet Sixteen, Billy Idol. <laughs> I just thought it was a statement. Wish I was lucky, Wet Wet Wet. <laughs> <laughs> Heart, Alone, Labour of Love, Hue and Cry. Some great tunes there. Yeah, so there we go. Awesome. Yeah, so, like I say, some uh, very, very familiar tunes there. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I I, I think because we've spent so much time, as we said, in 1987 recently. Yeah, I think we should avoid 87 for a little while. Well, what, we'll, hey, do, we'll, we'll see, see what we'll comes see. up. We'll yeah. see what comes up. I mean, you've got a real treat next week. Have we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we should know by the end of this, though. Yes. Fingers crossed. Right then, okay. To my little challenge now. Eh? If you just joined us for the first time, Darren has a challenge every week. Now he has to connect last week's film to this week's film. Last week's film, Darren was. I'm coming to America. <laughs> oh God, it's only been a week. 
And no, so he goes from five steps down to one step. So this week you have four steps. You have four steps to connect coming to America to Full Metal Jacket. Can it be done? Let's find out. Okay, then. One of the stars of Coming to America was Mr. James L. Jones. So that is where we start this week. Move number one. James L. Jones was in Looking for Richard. Also in Looking for Richard was Winona Ryder. Step three. Winona Ryder is in Stranger Things. And step four. Also in Stranger Things is Matthew Modine, who plays Joker in Full Metal Jacket. So there we are. That's the four steps from coming to America to Full Metal Jacket. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of Looking for Richard, I have to be honest. But How did, how did you find oh, it as I a film? Me. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well yeah. done, mate. Well done. I was looking to go down sort of Eddie Murphy, Winona Ryder. I wanted to get to Stranger Things because I knew Matthew Modine had been in that. Ah, nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, James L. Jones. James L. Jones. I love him. There we go. Yeah, me too. So then, initial reactions to this uh, Stanley Kubrick film. I know you're not a massive fan of Kubrick. We've, we've talked about that before, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the only Kubricks I've really seen, is it? I think maybe only Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. That's not really a good place to start. After no, no. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, this this is a, a difficult one because initial impressions, I didn't enjoy it. Right. Because I think enjoy is the wrong word. It's a, yeah. It's a difficult watch. It's not easy, is it? It's harsh. It's a really, it's harsh yeah, really it's difficult brutal. watch. Uh, from from the from the, right from the get go, <sighs> <laughs> you can't. <laughs> no, but as soon as it starts, you, you're straight in there, and it is a very harsh watch. And I I knew nothing about this, right? So I mean, I, I might have seen bits over the years scattered on like the greatest moments in cinema yeah. history. Or something. Yeah, I knew nothing. I absolutely knew nothing. So it, this was this was quite a journey to watch it for the first time. Yeah, like you say, it's not an easy, easy film. But there's um, some fucking amazing performances. In it. There's some cracking performances. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ah uh, Lee Ermey is just uh, for me. He's the star of the film. Right. Okay. I think he's fantastic. And all you hear is his fucking voice for about the first twenty minutes, just shouting and bawling and yelling. Yeah. Uh, I think he's superb. But we'll, uh, I mean, we'll get round to the yeah, cast later. But it, there's it, there's. there's I mean, I'm going to find it difficult to put highlights because there are no highlights for me. But there's bits that I thought were very clever, um, cleverly shot, uh, some really, yeah, as you say, great performances. Mm. Um, That's just some really tough stuff to watch. Yeah. Um, If that's how it is when you you join the uh, the, the Marine Corps or the Army, uh, then uh, I'm I'm glad I didn't. (laughs) I was sat the entire film watching going, I wouldn't last five bloody minutes. Not a chance. Someone starts shouting at me like that. I'm sorry, mate. I've got the wrong room. Yeah, this isn't for me. See you later. I'm taking my donut and fucking off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. So so what about you? Because you've seen this before. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Um, and it's one of those films that every time I watch it, it surprises me exactly how harsh it is. So, again, it's not a film that I would enjoy, but I do like watching it. I, th- I think it's very, very well made. It might be a bit too long. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> is this your new catchphrase? I think it is. <laughs> I think the first half of the film, I, I, well, what I would say is it's definitely a film of two halves. Mm-hmm. The first half, I think, is is almost perfect cinema for me. It's challenging. It's darkly comic. Hartman is a very, very funny character, but it's also a complete bastard. Mm-hmm. You start off, you, you, when, when he's first shouting in Private Pile's face, uh, you think it's it's very funny what he's saying. You can see why he's sort of laughing. 
And then he makes him strangle himself with his hand. And, like, you fucking... and then he fucking slaps him about and he's a real bastard to him. Mm-hmm. So it really turns very, very quickly into something very nasty. Okay. Um, but I think, and I, but going back to the, the two halves thing, I think the second half is, 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 is over long. But I mean, so, some of it is, is so shocking to watch. Even now, 30 you know, odd years later, um, you know, if, if, I'm sure if it was made now, there'd be you know, arms and limbs flying everywhere and, and be more blood and guts. But because that isn't there, it's, it seems a bit more naturalistic. Uh, okay. And therefore, I think it's nastier. But I do like the film. I think it's a very, very, very good film. Okay. If a bit too long. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I could tell exactly how long it is. Yes. Oh, we're going to go there then. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's not fanny about this. Let's not fanny about. Let's not fanny We've about. We've got a lot to discuss here. Crack on. Okay, regular listeners will know that at this point in the podcast, it's Matt's turn for a challenge, and he has to give us the synopsis of the film. He gets as many seconds as the film has minutes. So, Matthew, how long was this film? It was... One hour and 56 minutes. So you get one minute, 56 seconds to give us the synopsis. Are you ready? Yes. Let's have the jingle. And go. We start the film by following a group of recruits to the training to become Marines. They're met with Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, who will be the one to put them through their paces. He is savage to a number of them in the first scene, giving them all nicknames, but it's private power we get to know the most of all. He can't keep up with everything he has to do and is often made to be the butt of jokes. The breaking point is when a donut is found in his locker and the other recruits have to pay for his mistake. They take revenge on him by putting soap into a towel and smacking him repeatedly. Private Pile is changed that day and even started to get good at a few things, but something in him is broken. We get to the end of training. Pile is uh, in the head and he gets discovered by Joker. There's a bit of hullabaloo and Gunnery Sergeant... Um, Gunnery Sergeant Hartman is shot by Pyle who then kills himself we move on to then follow Joker serving in Vietnam as a journalist he and others are bantering the barracks when there's an attack on the base everything is put on high alert and Joker's quick mouth gets him sent to report on a combat in another area it is here he meets up with Cowboy who he was training with they see some horrific sights on their journey and the testosterone fueled males at their worst they're interviewed for a news team and even have sexy time with a local prostitute they roll out the next day, but get ambushed. The sniper keeps pinning the men down while they attempt to rescue each other. Cowboy is killed and they go to take payback. They enter the building and the sniper is shot. Animal Mother says the sniper can have a mercy killing if Joker does it. He shoots the sniper and the film finishes with the remaining troops walking through the burning ruins singing. Okay. So just remind us, how long was the film? 156. 156. So you have one minute, 56 seconds to give us the synopsis. You did it in drum roll. 131.28. Yeah, well within time. Good. See, I said it was too long. <laughs> <laughs> Which means I have to drink. Oh, yeah. We don't we don't often enforce this, but rest assured, folks, we are having a few beers while we talk about these films. Also, I do edit things out as well. You don't want to just hear us slurping booze back <laughs> and burping. Yeah, it takes us nine hours to record. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, there. We, yeah, synopsis. Great. Uh, based on a... Um, a Actually, based on a couple of novels, isn't it, from, from what I could find? First of all being uh, The Short Timers by Gustav Hasford, mm-hmm. okay, which was the inspiration for the film, but also bits of Dispatches by Michael Hare, or Her, H-E-R-R, who apparently helped write the script uh, with Kubrick. Actually, one of the last uh, Vietnam films to come out in the 80s. 
Um, and I think one of the best. I, I don't know. I've not watched a lot of Vietnam films. Right. They, it was being made around the same time as Platoon, but Platoon beat them because Arlie Ermey, who played the Sergeant, uh, Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, uh, had a car accident. and they. I read they, that. Yeah. And they stopped filming for five months while he recovered. Also, so. they were saying uh, that during the shooting, was it is it Matthew Modine uh, had he got engaged or something? Yes, and <laughs> and married, married, got and, and pregnant. Yeah, got his wife <laughs> pregnant, and then baby was born or something yeah. because it was quite a stretched out process. Yeah, uh, we're well, looking into Kubrick. He's um, or he was a slow director. I think I must say when it got to Vietnam, I wondered because you saw the. You know, he'd he'd had longer hair. There, I was like, I wonder if they filmed all this first, yeah, and then went back and did the, and they did, yeah. Uh, well, apparently, the the final thing that they shot was them getting their head shaved at the start of the film, yeah. which is why they were all looking gutted, well, apparently, because I'm guessing they'd, they'd, they'd had their head shaved already, and then went away thinking it was the end of the film, and then had to go back and have their head shaved again. No, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a f- f- um, conflicting reports on how long the shoot actually was, but it's somewhere between 13 and 17 months. That's a long time. It's ridiculous. When you think Lost Boys was done in three weeks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I know this is very different to Lost Boys. Even so, even so. I mean, when you, when, you, when you listen to some of the cast talking, I think... Uh, what's, what scene was I can't remember what scene it was. It might have been the scene when uh, Modine first meets Baldwin's character. So Animal Mother and Joker first meet, and they square up to each other. I think it was 67 takes or something they were saying. Wow. Uh, and at one point, Baldwin got a bit got a bit gobby, got a bit pissed off, as most of them did by all accounts. They went, what the fuck does this guy want here? And apparently Kubrick just leaned out from behind the camera and went, uh, decent acting. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he wasn't afraid to, to ruffle feathers. Right, okay. That's Sixty-seven takes. Yeah, that's that's fucking hell. That's a lot. Yeah. Well they were saying that the, the sniper scene, just the, the the approaching the building after the, the two guys are shot and Animal Mother's wait uh he's run up and then the others are running towards them. That whole scene took four weeks to shoot. Jeez. And it's like two minutes long. And that was shot here, wasn't it? Yeah, all shot in East London. Right. And, and it looks I think it looks fantastic for, for being it, yeah, shot in really, East London. I honestly would not have thought that. No, no. It was only because I came into this really cold. I did no prep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've obviously done prep now, but watching the film, I knew nothing about it. Watched it and then did my homework today. And I was like, no, they shot it here. Yeah. yeah. And they, they put in like palm trees or whatever. <laughs> 2,000 palm trees apparently they imported from Spain or, or Spain or North Africa, depending on which report you read. Right, okay. At a cost of £1,000 each or something. Jeez. Crazy. Uh, yeah, so they... they um, Do you know what the budget on this was? I've no idea offhand. No, no, I don't know. I was just no. asking you a question. <laughs> I'll have a look in a minute. Um, but yes, um, yeah, they, they filmed in this abandoned power station village type thing, wasn't it? Right, okay. Um, in East London. Uh, Bicton, I think they said somewhere like that. The, the the set designer went if we you know if we take out this 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 leg of this building and that leg and blow off that bit, the building will fall over and we can use that. So they did. It's all about to be demolished anyway. Right. It? Okay. So yeah, they had free reign to just blow the shit out of it. That's amazing. So I mean, and they must have had I mean huge explosion because mm. you know it's all practical, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there there are some just that, I mean yeah, as you say, it is a film of two halves. Yeah, it, it's it's almost like. Yeah, completely. You got the beginning bit with their training. Yeah, I didn't uh, at the beginning. I didn't really get. I got. I mean, I got the beginning, but I didn't know it was Joker that we were going to be following. Right. Uh, because you know, I thought that the whole film was going to be about Pyle. Mm. I, I, well, <laughs> yeah, you were in for a shock there. Uh, yeah, I was completely. I was really in for. A shock. I did not know any of that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, 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 shit! Right, mm. okay. 
I think the intention was to for it to, to look more like a documentary in places, and I think that actually works. And it's so disjointed. This, I suppose this, that this... does work in the respect, sorry, it does work in the respect that you don't know who you're going to be following because yeah. they're all just a number. Exactly. Sorry, carry on. I was just... um, I've lost my train of thought now. Um, yeah, it was, it was meant to, he wanted it to look more like a documentary. Right. And it's so disjointed. There's no actual storyline and such, I don't think. It's just a bunch of recruits that, uh, that go to boot camp, get trained, and then they get dumped in the field and you just follow one... I suppose there is a sort of story strand in the second half, but it's not a story as such. It's just them going Rescuing from one place to another. Yeah. yeah. Well, not rest- yeah, but. Just going from one place to another, just out on maneuver. I don't know. I don't know the terminology. It was just. I mean, that first bit, I was. I, I didn't know what to expect, right? Mm-hmm. So we started, and he's on his tirade, and the. the Oh, the language that's coming out, and the stereotypes, and all this. I, I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. Yeah. Like, this is genuinely horrible. But he was a genuine drill sergeant, yes, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, right. And that. a lot of the dialogue has come from him. It was supposed to be another guy playing him, uh, the guy in the helicopter, helicopter shooting yeah. um, civilians. But he, So he was brought in as an advisor, but would, would like give all this dialogue and recorded himself doing it as well. And Kubrick basically just went, it's, it's got to be him. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, but it it was really uncomfortable viewing. And I guess that's the point, isn't it? War, war is fucking horrible. And that, and, and I think it's probably been expanded a bit for, for dramatic effect. But... Well, from what I read, it was taken back a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. When, when uh, what was he, what's he called? The drill sergeant? Uh, Lee, um, or Lee Ermey. Yeah, he, he was, was saying like some of the stories that he could have told from his days. Right. He, you know, he's, they, apparently they had to pull it back. Wow. And you, you you think about I mean is is, is the right term hazing and stuff like yes, that? Yes, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I think it's hazing that is it beasting over here. I don't, I don't. I've I've heard the term. I'd right. like to think that nothing, nothing like that goes on now. But I bet it does. But pro- probably not to that no, extent. No, not to hopefully, that extent, no. no. But I guess the point is that you, you've got to break these people down. You've got to destroy them mm. before you rebuild them back up as soldiers. I would it's... honestly, Darren. It, if you put me and you in that film, it would just it would it would turn into stripes. Yeah. <laughs> was... <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. I'm going. Like, nope. Nope. Other than that, I'd, I'd just sit in the corner crying and suffering. You shit in the corner crying. Shit in the corner. <laughs> eating donuts and crying. Well, to be fair, I'd be the one eating donuts. Let's just be honest. <laughs> you might have eaten during lockdown. <laughs> oh, fucking lockdown. Jesus. Tesco donuts went up in sale, I tell you. Um, <laughs> That's why you can't find any anywhere now. No. So, I mean, there's a lot of uncomfortable viewing. So, yeah. I know we normally talk about our highlights, but. It... I mean, for me, one of the highlights is the look of the film. I think it looks yeah. fantastic. And as much as he's an absolute bastard, I do quite like him, uh, Hartman. I don't like him as a character. I think he's done very well as an actor right. need to portray that, but I, I don't think there's any redeeming quality. You never saw any. You know, even when he was saying, you know, uh, you've all passed, blah, blah, blah. He was, still, he was still a knob. Yeah, but I guess that's the, without wishing to offend anyone, that might just be the army mentality. Show no weakness whatsoever. Well, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's a fascinating character. Mm. Played fantastically well. And I actually, I sort of quite like him. In okay. a weird sort of perverted sense. Not in that sort of perverted, but in a weird yeah, sort you of, do. Yeah, it's a man <laughs> in uniform, do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> now, in a weird sort of perverted sense, I do sort of quite like him okay weird yeah you are yeah um and you know i mean obviously we'll get into the performances later but that whole storyline with um with pile yes i mean you could see him getting broken so what i thought was going to happen was he was going to graduate and go to vietnam with yeah. everybody and then and go good 
And no, no. Oh. And then go a bit crazy there. Right. You know, kind of take all that training. Because wasn't it a weird, I mean, I'm sorry, when you're trying to train people to be Marines, mm. it's the best story you can come up with. Right, okay, so these famous assassins, they were all Marines. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what now? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I'd not thought about it like I that. Mean, but... it's like, oh, yeah, here's the claim to fame. You know, have ever heard of Lee Harvey I, I guess Oswald? the point was, you know, yeah. at such a, such a distance, especially with JFK, a moving target from yeah. such a distance, and they still managed to get a headshot. Know, but it's not, it's not really, a, it's a weird flex, isn't it? You know, it's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd never thought about it like that. <laughs> I guess it's just there to show the standard of training. No, of course, of course. So maybe um, I'm just being a bit silly, but yeah. Um, I keep saying it's a hard watch, and it was a yeah, hard watch. It's and... intense. It's really yeah. intense. Um, and the whole bit with the the sniper at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable nope. at all. And uh, the beginning of the Tet Offensive and stuff. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the the storming of the base. It was. Yeah. It, it's, as you say, it's really well done. I was in awe of those helicopters as well. <laughs> yeah, they're great. I mean, imagine that. Just your, the pilot sat above and you've got this big ass. Yeah. Mean, and flying at that weird sort of angle mm. as well. I would absolutely shit my pants. Oh, yeah. Me too. I'd be, again, I'd be a gibbering wreck in the corner. So what we're basically saying is we are not cut out to go to Vietnam. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> on that note, I reckon we should have a little break. Okay. Daz, have you heard of Patreon? No. Well, back along, you could become a patron of a show, etc. You can do exactly the same thing now, but in a modern twist. What, like for our show? Yeah, for our show, yeah. Okay, tell me more. So what you can do is uh, support us by signing up to patreon.com forward slash 80s adventure. There's, there's four different tiers at the moment. But what, so can... people pay and, and that enables us to do... Yeah, we're, we're more stuff, but yeah, also great. there's rewards for them as well, ranging you know, from a, a very small reward right up to bigger, bigger, bigger rewards and a lot more fun content content from us so what could people get in return uh you can get early access you can get your name on your website as a supporter you can get a vote on one of the episodes we do each month what people actually get to vote on what film yeah and also maybe a a q a something like that have a few drinks with us fantastic so all you have to do is head to patreon.com forward slash 80s adventure i'm on my way now bye And we're back to part two of uh, this week's episode where yeah. we are we're delving into Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, it's an intense war film. From it is an intense war film. But really intense. I think I think the, the thing we were saying during the break is right. It stems from the performances. So the performances are so good. So this is a quite important section for us to talk about. Sometimes the cast section is like, yeah, they're good. This one's quite important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the cast, because it's such a... Well, not limited. I suppose limited is the wrong word. But in terms of storyline, it's like we said in the first part, it's more of a documentary style. It's, again, a series of vignettes, if you like. Um, yeah. And it is all down to to the cast. And I think they're, I think they're fantastic. Yeah, very good. Um, I don't really have that many alternate castings. Right. Um, but uh, there was something about Val Kilmer. Oh, yes. He wasn't Did happy, Did you read was about he? this? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Apparently he said to Modine, oh, this, this is the part I wanted. And he hadn't even gone for it. Exactly. You stole the role off me or something like that. Yes. And, uh, almost came to blows, apparently, didn't they? Apparently so. Crazy. But yeah, so th- there's that for an alternate casting. The other one that I, I, I've sort of found, well... You know, <laughs> the other one I found when I was shut up, Matthew. Uh, 
<laughs> Apparently, Schwarzenegger turned down the role of Animal Mother. Right. Oh, because he was doing one of our other films. Yeah, Robocop. Was it Ro- Running no, Man? Running Man. Running Man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Robocop. He was a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a few of the uh, um, others that were approached. Um, well, apparently Denzel Washington was considered for Eight Ball, but he declined because right. he couldn't read the script before auditioning. Okay. So yeah, and, and then what you said about the the casting changing over. Yeah, but weren't two others uh, approached? I think one of them was Rico Ross and another guy as well. But they were off doing Aliens at the time. See, everyone's uh, busy, man. It's, exactly. it's the eighties. Yeah. Everyone's busy making <laughs> really bloody good out, films. Yeah, churning out <laughs> films. What's happened to the industry? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I got for alternate castings. Cool. Let's uh, let's have a look at them. Yeah. Well, where should we start? Um, where do you want to start? Well, let's start with Mr. Hartman then. All right. Uh, Lee Ermey, or at the, at, as he was then, Lee Ermey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've heard me enthusing about him or, or, already. Yeah, I mean, enthusing even. It, yeah. From my, my opinion, it's it's a bloody good performance. Yeah. He's he's properly scary. Properly scary, but commanding of respect as well. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't fuck with him. Would you, you really wouldn't. He's a, he's a big bully of a bastard, but he gets the job done, I suppose. But yeah, he is fucking scary. He's intense. The stuff with Pyle is really uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable to watch. I mean, I, I guess it doesn't need to be there, but uh, I just wouldn't mind seeing just a little bit of humanity in mm. him. And I didn't see that really. Apart, I mean, the closest we got is when he's talking to Pyle and he's shooting. Yes. And he's like, oh, we might just make a soldier out of you, yeah, or something. Yeah. Like that. Well, I think that that is intentional uh, from uh, from what he said in in, in a documentary that uh, that that happens. So yeah, the, the you you bully them, bully them, bully them. But when they go into the the, the rifle training or whatever, that's when you soften a little bit and then bring back the bullying again. And um, but he, he does have that sort of moment when Pyle is in in head in the bathroom uh, and just before he, he shoots him. Spoiler alert. Well, he does sort of bring it down a little bit and try and talk to him, and then he just goes off on one again. Doesn't he? But it's, it's only very, very briefly in the book. It, he does talk to him, right? Okay, a lot quieter and calmer uh, before Pyle shoots him. Well, he's not Pyle in the back. I can't remember who he is, but that doesn't uh, happen in the film as much. But yeah, I mean, like like we said in the, in the first part, he was originally just brought in as an advisor and a, and a trainer because of his background in the in the military. But his uh, performance, his it's delivery, yeah. it is stunning. Uh, and his improvisation around the lines, apparently. Yeah. Just there's a, a it's the line about the reach around, isn't it? <laughs> so, See some of the lines. It's it's so. So he said about so if you if you if you know the line, it's something about uh you you'd be basically having sex with a guy and not not even offering to give him a reach around. Kubrick stopped the cameras, didn't he? he said, "Hang on a second, what's the... he explained yeah. it to what he was? Went, all right, yes, we're only going to keep it." <laughs> They all came. Uh, those lines all came from Ermy, and the, and the line about the best part of you ran down the crack of your mother's ass and became a stain on the mattress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's absolute fucking filth, but it works. It's just it's horrible, isn't it? It is it horrible. Is but it's disgusting. It's it's black comedy almost, isn't it? It's. I don't know, Daz. I found it really uncomfortable. There were some of the lines that made me laugh out. I was I was you? squirming. Were you sat in a wet patch? Yeah. <laughs> No, but it's um, it's when Joker said something. I was like, "Oh, don't be a dick, please, no. don't say something." He did his um, John Wayne impression. Yeah, he loves his John Wayne impression, doesn't he? <laughs> he certainly <laughs> does. Certainly does. Yeah, he he's made to pay for it. Very, very harsh. Very mm. harsh. No, but as in as performances, he was he was great. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Because he did his job. You mm-hmm. hated that arsehole. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on to Joker then, since we've just mentioned him, mm. Matthew Modine. 
again, very, very effective. And, and politically, uh, apparently, Modine and Joker are not that far apart. They're very sort of um, to the left. I like the duality of man thing. Yes. That was very cool. I was like, you know, you know the born to kill and, yeah. the, and the... And the peace symbol. Mm. Yeah. But again, he's he's fantastic in this. I mean, all of the performances, as I said, I think are fantastic. Maybe one is, is a bit over the top, but we'll get there. I just, I, what I found harsh, not about him, the way he played it, was the fucking character when he was... He was the one that was helping. He was helping yes. Pyle. And then he then, again, he joined in. But you see him really torn. He was torn, but then he went in three fucking times. Yeah. I <laughs> guess it's, yeah, I guess it's just that frustration with him as well. Like, for fuck's sake, pull yourself up. This wouldn't be happening. Yeah. I would have to do this if he just fucking tried harder. But he um, was trying. He I was, assume. but he didn't have to bring back a donut. <laughs> no, no, he didn't have to bring back a donut. But we've all made mistakes, Darren. Exactly, exactly. You know, yeah, you've you've ordered you know two buckets of KFC or something. You didn't have to bring back two buckets of KFC. How dare you! It was three. <laughs> it was a long day on the booze. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I've you didn't beat me up four... with a bar of soap though. No, not yet. Oh, I mean, but oh. I, I have got through four donuts on a on an evening. You know, it's um. <laughs> Bless him. It looks like grueling training, and he brought back a donut. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about him then. Yes. Again. Yes, if you haven't listened to our Adventures in Babysitting yeah. episode, where he looks completely different. Completely. And it's like a year apart, maybe even the same year. Well, the films were released in the same year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he did babysitting first and then okay. put on the weight for this. Yeah. Well, he was saying in a documentary that I watched that uh, he put on £30 mm. to play the part and Kubrick said it's not enough and ended up putting on between £70 and £80. And, to... and people started speaking to him slower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's it as well. I mean, with this character, you do, geez, he probably shouldn't be in the army. He shouldn't have been allowed to go in. Looking at Pyle as a as, as, a, as a person, mm-hmm. he probably mentally wasn't prepared enough to to, no, to, to no, be in that not. role. As if you know, ultimately, it, it proves he's not. It's 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 that little smirk, isn't it? When he's just, I'm like, oh, it, and it's okay. And D'Onofrio. I mean, I've always liked D'Onofrio. Yeah. I think he's a fucking phenomenal performer. Yeah, and, and he's, he's so good in it, and he's still great. Like, he's got such a varied career and he's still brilliant mm. oh the yeah. man is amazing and just transformational and he you really see him breaking absolutely breaking if i didn't see the name on the credits i wouldn't notice him right. if i didn't say same in adventures of babies i know it's just a small cameo in that film but he's yeah. so transformational i cannot rate that guy high enough yeah i think he's bloody brilliant and like i say in this when, when um it's that bit where he is being held on the bed and they're all whacking him with the, with the soap mm-hmm. and he just has the eye contact with joker yeah uh, and it's just like you're not going to do it you're my friend and he's he, he does it and that's it i think that's that's, that's the, the straw that breaks the camel's back pushes him over the edge do you know what for me he's one of those actors that um should be on everyone's lips they should be able to mm-hmm. say vincent Onofrio, but I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people couldn't Tell yeah, who Vincent yeah. Is. He, he puts uh, puts his career down to to Kubrick in this film. Really? Yeah, no, that's that's not praise. Adventures in Babysitting. No, but no apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just and, sorry, I, I know I've gushed about Vincent Nofri, but <laughs> I he's know, just I'm going to so have to good. mop that up in a minute. He's just so so good. He is, and that bit where he's his his end, where he's uh, he looks terrifying. I didn't expect. Yeah, it's, it's, I did not expect it. He has that 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 Kubrick look, the 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 head down and the eyes up yes. look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jack Nicholson does it a lot in The Shining when he's... Mm, okay, yes, that is another Kubrick film I've seen. All right, yeah. I just think in that that particular scene, he's terrifying. Because before, he's, he's, he's the sort of that, I don't want to say gormless, but he is sort of that, that, that 
lacking jolly chap who who maybe went in thinking this you know i'm going to defend my country and actually finds it way way harder yeah um, but also though i mean i think i don't know he's that he's that character that sorry to go off on one now but that had he made it mm. and had he gone to norm had he come back that he might have just one day completely snapped yes you yeah. know and that that's yeah, that's that's the that's the performance he gave. It was so nuanced and yeah, it was really well put together character. Yeah, really affecting. You feel so sorry for him, and 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 his end is just absolutely shocking. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a happy one, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was going to get another drink. Right. <laughs> what I don't get is why Adam Baldwin gets second billing. No, well, it's the name, isn't it? But he's not one of the Baldwins, is he? Uh, is he not? I don't think so. That's I think I think it just happens to be just... called Adam. I think. He's distantly related. Right. They share common Baldwin ancestry going back to the 1600s in England. So distantly related. Distantly related, yeah. But yeah, like I said, I don't get why he gets second billing because he doesn't appear till the second half or late in the second half of the film. See, that's a character I struggle with. I didn't like the character. Mm, Horrible. I I like the way he's played, but yeah, it's just... Offensive. Yeah, offensive offensive and there's so much... Yes, and that's what struck me about the second half of the film was the bloody testosterone yeah. there. You know, it's basically I think they're all little scared boys inside, and exactly. they're just trying to play up like everything's okay. Exactly. I mean, a lot of it is, is I suppose, what the kids would now say banter, but it's it's fucking offensive banter. So the, the the line that he comes out with, I'm not going to repeat it on here. Go and watch the film yourself. When they they get the, and he takes the prostitute off, uh, is it eight ball? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And walks yeah, in, yeah. and eight ball makes a comment, and oh. his comment actually was like. Hang on, that's that's completely out of fucking left field. Yeah, What's all that about? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not a nice character I, either. As put it to its basics term, right? It was um, he was Tackleberry. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, whereas uh, I guess Hartman was uh, uh, Harris. Uh, Harris. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this that when he's running with all the guns on him, I was like, it's bloody Tackleberry. Yeah, they, they just turned up to eleven. Yes. <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, I mean, he's it's that sort of. When he goes to, to, to rescue 8-Ball and, and, and Doc J, uh, is he doing it? I guess he is doing it because they're, they're his men. Or is he doing it because it's a macho thing to do mm-hmm. and he just doesn't want to admit that the other guy is now in charge of the platoon? I don't know. It's Yeah, I, he, he really didn't take orders, did he? No, no. Fucks, I was getting so annoyed with that. He's like, <laughs> every, like, how many times did you say, stand out? Yeah, cease firing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. And then again, I'm like, oh, he yeah. just said to you, yeah. don't fire. You're going to be up on a fucking charge, you asshole. Yeah, man. And ultimately, one of the scenes that, that didn't make it to, to the end of the film would have involved him and the sniper and that machete that he carries around. No. Yeah. Well, apparently, well, that, that, that's what we talked about, was it? the football thing. Really? Yeah, it was supposed to be, uh, and you know, this is going to get, get quite heavy now, so if you don't want to listen, don't listen. But apparently once Joker kills the sniper, he was going to cut her head off uh, and take it out and they were going to play football with the head. Oh, that's that's too that's too far. And it, it is too far. I'm sorry. That, that's that, why I didn't make that's it. That's way too far. Yeah. But, but you know, that, that's just, I guess, one draft of the script. Uh, well, I'm, glad and, I got, I'm glad I got another yeah. rewrite. Um, um, another one that actually did make it into the, into the final script was the very, very end of the film uh, with Joker. And when they're all singing the Mickey Mouse Club, it was supposed to be them whistling the Woody Woodpecker tune, wasn't it? Okay. But they couldn't get the rights to it. Oh, my God. So they all end up singing the theme tune to the Mickey Mouse Club, and they're all walking down through the, the town. And um, there's, Joker has a flashback to when he's like five years old, something like that, and he's playing war, and he has this, a bit of a speech. Uh, and he pretends to die in this game of war. And as that happens, he actually gets shot and killed in the movie. 
Uh, and he and Kubrick had a bit of a standoff against each other. And Kubrick said, okay, well, tell me why you shouldn't die. He said, well, you know, my my gunnery sergeant, my drill sergeant, I saw shot and killed. One of my best mates, I've just seen killed by a sniper. Another guy that I was looking after killed himself. I've just had to kill a a teenage girl sniper. Having to live with that, that's my punishment. Dying is too easy. And Kubrick went, that's the end of the film. So he accepted it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I got a bit heavy there. No, 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 no. All good. Uh, right, who do we need to look at? So we've looked at Joker, Animal Mother, Pyle, Hartman. So you got, what, Cowboy? Yeah, Cowboy, another one that, that's there at, uh, at boot camp that we bump into again in, in the field. I don't really know much about Arliss Howard, do you? Nope. But he's very good. He looks very familiar. Yeah, I know what you're saying. There is something... There's something that he's done that's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And maybe it's just one of those little films, one of those little gems. That's just just gone, ah, okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to who you think is over the top. Was it was it Animal Mother? Yes. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's a bit a bit too macho. And I don't know if that's down to I, I guess Kubrick being Kubrick would have would have pulled him back if that's not what he wanted. Just for me it's a little bit like actually now you said Tackleberry. It's yeah. like Tackleberry turned up to eleven. <laughs> um yeah, but uh, going back to Cowboy, a nice character. You can really see the the, the the camaraderie between them when they meet up again out in Nam, and there's almost a, a, a bromance thing going on, a love between them. Because he, you know, he says about nailing his sister, I want to nail you, I want to stick my, my yeah, smoke when stick or whatever in your when sister. When they're cleaning the toilet, yeah. oh, sorry, the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, they reference that again when they when they meet out in Nam. So, so there's, a, I think, a genuine love between them, as you know, matey love. It's just, do you know what? I, I I like to think I can follow films quite well, but it is difficult sometimes when you're watching the first half of the film, they've all got their head shaved, yeah. and then when they meet up again, they've got like different hairstyles. You're like, I'm sure that's him. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, they were meant to be kind of... Uh, the, apparently the way it was shot as well, sorry, a bit of a geeky fact, is um, they used a certain lens so that no... None of the characters were out of focus yeah. because they he, were all... Kubrick had the lens yeah. invented, didn't he? Right. So they were they all are. in focus. And that's a deep, deep shot when they're all in the barrack. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are some... Obviously, there's some we've gone quite into depth on. There's others that are like, yeah, they did a good job. Not as important yeah. to the story. I mean, there's Rafferman. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who's the, the photographer. I didn't know if there was a family connection there or what, because like when he said, do I have to explain to your mother or whatever else? I didn't know whether actually there was a family connection. Yeah, I, I, mm, I, 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 I just took it as a throwaway line, but again, yeah, maybe. Just, just don't know. No, don't know. But yeah, I mean, he's there, he's out in the field as well. He gets to, he basically saves Joker, doesn't he, from, from the sniper. Yeah. And they talk about being out in the field, that thousand yard stare thing. Rafterman, he's good. He's a nice character. But again, just a character that sort of is there. There's lots of them. I mean... Mm-hmm. Like 8-Ball? Eight 8-Ball. Eight they're there. They come, they, they do the bit, and they're, they're, they're sort of in the periphery all the time. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's necessary as well, because you can't cram it to so many stories. Yeah. And it's all already almost two hours long. Oh, yeah. Well, we know, we know you've got a cut-off point, mate. We know you've got a cut-off point. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should give a special mention to Tim Colcheri, who was originally cast as Hartman. Yeah. Uh, plays the door gunner in the helicopter, as we said earlier, who guns down the... Uh... That was harsh. Yeah. When he's just shooting out the window, I was like, what? Was he... What's he shooting? Oh, my God. Just killing civilians, yeah. I, I yeah. guess that mentality If they, if they was, run... Uh... Uh, they're a member of the Kong... If they stand still, they're a very good member of the cult. Yeah, something like that, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Jeez. And I guess that, that, that must have happened. Oh, of course. You see so much shit and, and see loads of your colleagues and friends just blown to fucking bits. 
Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was right that America had never really lost a war before, and they were in the real shit with Saigon. Um, and I think that really affected. Well, I mean, as you're seeing things like Born on the Fourth of July, what the, the, the aftermath? I've seen it. You, oh, all right, okay. It's got to be in the list. It's on the list. It's on the list. But uh, yeah, I, I guess that that really affected their psyche and, and some of the the stories that that make it to things like this and and Hamburger Hill and Platoon. They're just awful. Just awful. Right, well, uh, any more on the cast that you want to delve into? No, I don't think so. I mean... Let's, I tell you what, let's drink a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> then we're going to come back, let's look at the music, which there yeah. is some really good stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily score, but there's some good tune. Yeah. And then we've got, uh, got a quiz. A quiz. Woohoo! What's going on? Are you alright, Daz? I'm so cold. Why are you so cold? I've lost my favourite Def Leppard t-shirt. Oh, if only I knew somewhere else to buy another t-shirt. Do you know what, Darren? It's funny you should say that because we now have 80s Adventure t-shirts. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you've got to do is head over to 80sadventure.com, click shop and see what we have on offer. It's a way of supporting the show and there's also some fun designs with a lovely 80s feel. Uh, 80s Adventure t-shirts? Oh, uh, I'm going to go to the shop right now. Bye. Darren, it's an online shop. And we're back. Part three of Darren and Matt's 80s adventure, where this week we are delving into Full, Full Metal, Metal Jacket. Yeah. You know, I think because yeah, sometimes when we say the titles, we, 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 we say it together. Do you think that's going to start to translate in real life? Like, <laughs> what would you like? So we go to a restaurant or something. What would you like? We'll have steak, steak and chips. <laughs> I knew where you were going straight away. There's no way you're going to say anything fish. <laughs> steak and chips. <laughs> Oh, it's too many years ago to uh, oh, I've, I've, I've known you longer than I haven't known you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is true. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. crazy. <laughs> Anywho, talking uh, talking of crazy music. Yeah, music. Sorry, if you don't know the reference, the song Crazy is by Icehouse. Check it out. Yes. Really have a listen. It is fantastic. Really it's awesome music video Top as well. Top 80s song. Um, but on to music then, the music in the film. Yeah, um... A composer with uh, only a few or the four credits. All right. And a, a little connection, uh, you could say, to the director. Okay. Well, what connection is that, Darren? <laughs> well, the composer's name is Abigail Mead. Oh, right. Uh, that's not actually her... Real name? Real name. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> her real name. Um, yes, yeah, so, um, she goes by the name of Abigail Mead, but she's actually Vivian Kubrick. Oh. The daughter of the director, Stanley. So how how did she get the job? Oh, I no. <laughs> just just going to college and working hard and becoming yeah. a composer. I mean, no, I mean not to say you know nepotism. Hollywood's full of nepotism, but <laughs> um, you said it, you said it. No, no, um, but you know what? I I I like the use of music in this film. Yes, that's the thing. I'm not I'm not actually dissing uh, Vivian mm-hmm. Vivian Vivian because I I I paid particular attention last night, and I remember. Yeah, so it started with. The Hello Vietnam by yep. uh, Johnny Wright. And then, Wright. for me, I don't remember hearing any music mm. for about 20 minutes or so. That's because all you can hear is fucking Arlie Ermey's voice. He's shouting away. <laughs> so, but I don't know if that was a conscious choice or whether he went, I'll oh, take, take the afternoon off, Vivian, because you're my daughter. <laughs> no, um, 
But I, I think the fact that it didn't have any music, then when the music came in, it was yeah. really poignant. Yeah, and it's it's really foreboding. What she, what she it's really simple. It's really stripped back. It's very very bare. But the music is is really foreboding. Yeah, uh, it's it's very industrial as well. Lots of metallic clanks and scraping. Uh, it's mechanical. It's strange. It's almost atonal. There's there's no real themes. Yeah. But the the bit where the, the one that really sticks in my mind is when Joker is is patrolling and Pyle is in in the in the bathroom just before he kills yes. himself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really sort of it felt really shining. Yeah. It's really creepy and really weird. Mm. Uh, you know something fucking bad is going to happen. So that's that's where I first noticed the music was right. there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a thought of like, you know, just uh, there's got to be an edit on YouTube somewhere where they're all doing the training on the on the assault course, and you hear like, well, if there isn't, there will be now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the absence of music spoke volumes, if you like, yeah. in, in the beginning. I guess also it, it, it's, I mean, there is this singing there, isn't there? But they're singing all the time in the training, so there's this synchronous sound yeah. there, I suppose. But actually, yeah, and they do underscore that, don't they? Yeah. So if they're like a, yeah, and there's like a bit of drums going underneath, and yeah, Eskimo pussy is mighty cold. Oh my god, I was like watching that, going, oh my. Fuck <laughs> But also, uh, sorry, Dad's to go off on a bit of a tangent. I'll carry on. Um, so this this training sequence, right? Yeah. I was like, well, they all they bloody do is march and run, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> climb. Like, well, yeah, they they climb a little bit but... and completely unaided. There's, there doesn't seem to be any safety equipment there that they're no. using for the actors at all. The climbing up, the, the, even um, early Hermes seems to be clinging on to the fucking top thing when he's having to go up pile. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I won't get away with that now. No, well, to be honest, I mean, at the moment, I found it difficult to walk upstairs. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> Good old lockdown. <laughs> oh, honestly, I'm Good so unfit right now. I mean, I, lockdown I watched, and jam donuts I wa- Yeah, I watched the training last night and I was sweating <laughs> just from watching the training. Uh, <laughs> Oh, nice. Then the actual... Sorry, you didn't know what to say about um, Kubrick's daughter. Uh, sorry, sorry, Vivian Kubrick or Vivian... <laughs> Abigail Mead. Yeah, Abigail Mead, Professional yeah. name, Abigail. Um, yeah, apparently the, this is from... Uh, it comes from the, the name comes from a house that they lived in, uh, Mead Mansion or something in, oh, in, in England. That's yeah. nice. So. But what she's done, <laughs> the original bits that she's done, I think it, it is... It works, though, it doesn't it? It really works, really works. All joking aside about the nepotism, because anyway... Why wouldn't you? No, no, yeah. basically, well, yeah. you want to get a start, yeah, I'll give you a shot on this film. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and, and also, obviously, sorry, really got... brave, like, using a different name as well to try and not be associated. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, even though everyone knows. Anyway, outside of the original score, there's some amazing songs. And I mean, one of the, the, the best collection of songs for, for a film. And as fan. soon as they kick in, you're like, oh, because everything's so quiet, not quiet, but when these boots are made for walking came yeah. in, I was like, that's awesome. And it, yeah. it really hits you, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and, and used in such a, a, a scene that, that's given so many memorable quotes, the, the whole me so horny, sucky sucky ten dollar. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. yeah. This, this film has given birth to so many blokey quotes. But also, it, it it was a very good. I'm going to sound really like wanky here, sort of like cinema wise. We all we've seen for the last forty minutes, I mm. suppose, is blokes training and doing like my rifle, my gun, all yeah. this sort of stuff. All we've seen is men, 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 yeah. men. Then we get the, these boots are made for walking, and you see a sexy lady walking yeah. across the street. 
you know? Well, hopefully she's a lady. Hopefully. She might have six inches swinging about in her tracks. We don't know. <laughs> um, Whereas I thought it was Vietnam, and it's no, it's bloody London. But it doesn't look like London. No, it really it? That's, doesn't. That's really? I mean, that, that, I'm shocked by that. I knew that the, the, the bits um, with the sniper, but I knew they were shot in an in abandoned gas works, whatever it is, in London. But that bit where the, the, you first see them in, in, in Nam with the roundabout and, mm-hmm. and that, the, the, the bit with the camera being pinched, I thought, there's no way that's London. They've got to have been there. Uh, but no. See, yeah. I, I, as I said, I went in cold and I didn't find out until I'd finished the film that it was all filmed here. I'm like, no. Yeah, very impressive. They, the set design and dresses have, have, have done a fantastic job with it. Yeah, well, you imagine paying £1,000 a palm tree, yeah. <laughs> um, allegedly, allegedly. Um, what's your favourite track? Uh, oh, God, there's so many. I mean, Surfing Bird has to have a mention because... Has been ruined yeah, by, by that's, my the, that's guy. the thing. I could not. <laughs> as soon as I heard the bird, 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 bird is a word. <laughs> I could only picture Peter Griffin singing yeah. it. I was like, oh yeah. no. Uh, but paint it black. I mean, that that is a work of genius. That is one of my favourites. It's used so well. And as, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh my god! And I forgot what a good song that is. Yeah. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give Kubrick one thing, and the film may be too long, but the credits aren't. <laughs> sake. They are just the, the length of that that song. I think Kubrick, in, 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 you know, I don't know if he had a hand in selecting the music or whether his daughter did, whatever else. But the soundtrack there, if because you would have a big soundtrack nowadays, yeah. and it's very Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Tarantino would have tracks like that in the film, I should Rather imagine. than original music, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But there's other stuff in there. You know, like Chapel of Love is a good song as well. <laughs> it's a good fun tune. Using Mickey Mouse Club uh, and, a, and another cubic um, trope is getting one of the leads to sing Happy Birthday. Oh my God, I couldn't <laughs> believe they did. I was like, Happy Birthday, dear Jesus. Dear so I was Jesus. like, oh my God. So this is your Christmas. Exactly. But again, it's, it's darkly common. And you go it? to the magic show. <laughs> it's a magic show. 0930 hours, yes. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. It was. Okay, quiz. <laughs> and Wooly Bully, special mention for Wooly Bully. That's because Wooly Bully. <laughs> yeah, good song. Good song. A great score, a great soundtrack. Very appropriate. Let's draw a line under that then and okay, move then. on to the quiz. Eyes down for a full house. So, as we get into quiz, Darren, I've got a bit of a confessional for you. Oh, hello. I, I've, I've done questions and things like that. I'm not as prepped as normal. Does that mean I get to draw equal then? I honestly think <laughs> it's going to be a whitewash this week. I really oh, think okay. that you're going to absolutely hammer me because I'll tell you for why. Most times we do a film, I'll watch it once and then I'll watch it to look at the little details mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But this one, I couldn't watch a second time. Oh, okay, okay. I couldn't go back to it and pick out the little... Because I was like... Remember years ago, we, we watched Schindler's List and we've never gone back to yeah. watch it again. I it, yes. it, I had similar vibes with this, so I couldn't go back and pick it apart because mm-hmm. I wanted to just leave it where it was. Right. That's so any, anything that I remember is pure fluke. Uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got you some questions and stuff, but I think I'm going to be absolutely annihilated because I haven't, I haven't gone into depth. Okay. Well, let's find out, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's find out. Now, being uh, an even-numbered episode, that means I get to ask the first question. It's going to be the shortest quiz ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Last week was quite short. You didn't realise we had all six questions. No, I really didn't. I was like, I was, I was happy to keep going. <laughs> Let us know, folks. Would you like us to do a quiz special one oh, day? Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Anyway, yes. As it stands at the moment, in this round of 10, uh, it is 4-3 to Matt. So I basically have to win every week to be able to win this round of 10, don't yeah. I? It's nice. Yeah. Well, it's nice. It's a position that you've been in several times, though. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, as I say, being an even-numbered episode, I get to ask the first question. So, question number one. What does Animal Mother have written on his helmet? I couldn't make it out. Okay. Um, 
And even if I could, I can't remember it now. <laughs> so, because the middle bit I couldn't see. And it, I was like, that doesn't make sense when I was trying to read it. So I'm going to have to say, I do not know. Okay. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a really famous quote from the guy that invented the atom bomb, I think. Right. He, he um, supposedly said it after they, they'd blown up one of the, whichever city it was first. Yeah. Which I think was Hiroshima, wasn't it? Um, it is, I am become death. Yeah, that, see, I sort of remember sitting, yeah, and yeah. I couldn't, I was like, I must be misreading that. Right. So when I first, so obviously now when you've said it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't, I am become death. I thought I couldn't see the whole thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, it, I just thought you might know, because it's, it's a really famous quote. No. Right. Okay. Oh, next one for me then. No, famous quotes of things like, you've got me, who's got you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I should remember that. <laughs> Uh, all right, so question number one for you. Uh, when Joker is interviewed about why he's in Numb, what, uh, what, what does he give his reasons? Uh, oh, no, is that Joker's? I think he's... If, I've got the right one. I mean, just a, a para- it's not an exact quote, but just a paraphrase I think it's, it. Well, I know, I, I know one of the quotes, and I'm not sure if it's him who says it. I think he says something like, uh, to meet exotic people and kill them. Is that your answer? It's the only one I've got, yeah. Then you're right. Oh, that's exactly right. Sweet. Um, uh, where is boot camp? Uh, what the state? Uh, what, what's it called? It, it, he, he says it's one of the first uh, lines, not from Hartman. It's. Is it? I'm going to butcher this. Is it Paris Island or something? Paris Island, yeah. In Colorado. Oh, yeah, it's South Carolina, but Paris oh, Island, yeah. yeah. No, 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 I shouldn't have it because it's South Carolina. You said Paris Island, and it's okay. Paris Island. So. Okay. Okay, 2-1. Okay. Um, so when uh, Joker meets Cowboy's platoon commander... Yes. He sees his nickname is, like, Touchdown. Yeah. Because he played uh, college football. So, like, for which... So, for who? Notre Dame. Uh, no. Sorry, Notre Dame. There we go. Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of my questions as well. Was it? <laughs> right, 3-1. Question three for you then, Matthew. Okay, on, on, on the same vein, Yeah. what is the name of the squad? Absolutely no idea. Oh, uh, Lust Hog Squad. Uh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I told you why it was. <laughs> uh, just to finish it off then, uh, what's the squad number? Uh, what, the, the training one? Mm-hmm. Uh, 3,092. There we go. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Okie dokie then. Ooh, not quite that. a whitewash. 5-1. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> it could only be one point worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, fucking hell. That brings up to four each again then. Uh, my other questions were, what was uh, Pyle's full name? Uh, it's something like JT or JS Davis. Lawrence. Oh, no, Pyle. Sorry, yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. I meant joking. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, which star is coming to visit the base? And Margaret. Yeah. And that was discussing what they said about, like, <laughs> make sure you shoot her. And I was like, what now? Uh, what's so the newspaper called? Uh, stars and Stripes. Yeah. You were going to get all of these. so Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was very difficult. So I, I couldn't go back and go into depth. Right. So um, I went into quite a bit of depth because I thought you would to, to try and t- to win. No. So no, no. Um, um, what size are the full metal jacket bullets? Uh... I did clock this when I was watching it because I went, oh, that's something Daryl will know. <laughs> Is it seven and a half? Seven, six, two millimeter. Right. Um, yeah, so you expected me to go real. <laughs> no, how many female really... characters are in the film? Um, wow, that's a good question, Darren. 
I'm not saying that every other question that you've asked over the last 40 episodes or whatever. Um, two? Three. There's oh, two yeah, prostitutes, three. aren't there? And two prostitutes the and the sniper, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, how many... <laughs> this is when I thought, he's going to go for that. How many Marines get their head shaved at the start? I did not go for that at all. Um, the, minute, the minute the film started, I went, right. 12. 17. Right. Which base is Joker posted to? Um, I, I don't know. Danang. Again, uh, name of the newspaper. I was definitely losing this week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what does the banner in the uh, Danang conference room say? Yeah. Uh, that I, was a long one. I, so I, I was going to clock that. Yeah. First to go, last to know. We will depend. We, will, we defend to the death your right to be misinformed. Uh, what does private pile name is Rifle? Charlene. Yeah. Uh, how many bodies are in the mass grave? Is it 20? 20. See, I, some of them I... Okay. Well done, man. Oh, so we you. are on level pegging. Yeah, four each. <laughs> See, that'll be a pisser if I fight back now. No, well, it is what it is. I, I, but I knowing next it. week's film, I don't stand a fucking chance. You might do. I, yeah, I'm going to have to really go hard next week. Yeah, but you don't <laughs> have to. <laughs> Maybe next week's film will be so uh, so emotional for me. I can only watch it once. Um, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, on that note, let's have last orders, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Last orders at the bar, please. Last orders at the bar. So there we go, Full Metal Jacket from 1987. That's um, our episode this week. Hopefully you've uh, enjoyed the podcast. Yeah. Let us know what you think of the film. Uh, let us know what you think of the podcast as well, but be, be kind. And before we uh, we get into summing up, yeah. whilst you were here and we've got your attention, folks, it is March and at the moment uh, lots of people are doing lots of things. And Darren, tell us what you are doing this March. Um, I am going to raise a bit of money for a charity that's very close to me. I'm going to do a walk all over cancer for March. And basically I have to walk 10,000 steps every day for all of March. And it would be nice if uh, some of you could sponsor me for that, please. This is it. So if you want to find out how to sponsor Darren, then please visit our Facebook page and there'll also be a link on our website as well where you can find Darren's uh, fundraising page. Fundraising page. Yeah. Uh, it's all for it's Cancer a... Research UK. So it's all official and above board. You can check everything out. There's, it's all over the press at the moment as well in the UK, so you can see it all there as well. Yep. So if you if you can give anything, that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So it doesn't check matter out. how small, if it's just a few pence, every penny will help. And thank you in advance. <laughs> There we go. So, uh, so, sorry to put you on the spot there, but I just thought it was rather <laughs> no, important you. cause, man. So, and, and well done for doing it. I will not be walking 10,000 steps a day. <laughs> not even if I dangle a donut in front of you. Well, maybe if you dangle a donut. Unless, <laughs> maybe you should get your hat with a little stick with a donut just in front of you. Mm-hmm. Just don't make me eat it while other people are doing press-ups, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just kind of final thoughts on the film then. Yeah, it's um, it's an uneasy watch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's affecting, I think. It's it's a film that will stay with me uh, well, and has stayed with me. Uh, it's a film that I enjoy. not the right word, but I do like to go back and watch every now and then. It's not a film. I, you know, I whack on every weekend and just have on the background for, for shits and giggles. It's not that sort of film. I appreciate it. I'm not a massive fan of Cubic either. I find him a bit indulgent sometimes. Mm-hmm. But this, I think, really hits the mark for most of it. The performances are out of this world, especially people like, uh, as we said, Lee Ermey yeah. and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, or Donofrio, however it's pronounced. I don't know. I always um, say D'Onofrio. Yeah, that's if you're I listening, Vince, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, <laughs> but I, I really, really like this film. And for me... It's it's one of the best Vietnam films from the eighties, but there's stuff that could be changed. Again, like we say every week, or like I seem to see, like I seem to say every week, nip and tuck. Yeah, you you 
like recently, I don't know why your time's so precious at the moment, but <laughs> recently yeah. you've been like, oh, it could be, it would be a shorter. I've always thought over 90 minutes is, is self indulgent. Are you talking um, about sex or films? 90 minutes for sex? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Are we like counting up in total over the year now? You're talking about getting the hour and a 20 minute taxi ride there. <laughs> That's foreplay, getting undressed, getting washed at the end, and getting dressed again to go home. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, yeah, I think. It's a bit too long, especially the second half. Uh, yeah, so I am going to go. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay, yourself. Very similar. Very similar. I'm unlike you. I'm unlikely to go back and watch it in a hurry. Okay. Uh, I might watch it again. You know, one day, maybe five, ten years down the line. As I said, I found it a very uncomfortable watch. That's why I didn't go over it again. And, and also, it's because I did respect it as a piece of work that I didn't want to sit and break it down so much. I know we do that with other films and stuff, yeah. but this just felt like I don't want to look at what the clock says in you know in uh, in this room or you know I just I wanted to just okay ponder that and it's it it's still it's still really fresh in my head at the moment. That's the thing. It's it's a very raw. I think I won't watch it again for a little while, but I'm glad I did. I'm really glad I did. Um, as a film, I think it, without those performances, it wouldn't be as good. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Is that, I know that's an obvious thing to say, but yeah. I mean, based on things like D'Onofrio and you know and Hartman and stuff like that, you know, it's it's. I'm torn between a seven and eight, if I'm honest. Okay, but you know, fuck it. Why not? Let's give it an eight. Nice. Uh, that's a lot higher than I thought you were going to give it, if I'm honest. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, it's I, I really appreciate it as a piece of work. Mm. I just found it uncomfortable. Yeah, but well, it's very uncomfortable. But it doesn't matter if you find something uncomfortable. It's giving it's, you it's an emotional response, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? yeah, exactly. It's drawing something out of you, and I yeah. guess that's that's the point. It, I didn't find it uncomfortable because I was bored out of my mind. No, no, I exactly. found it uncomfortable because the subject matter. Yeah, it's, it's not nice. It's mm. not nice. Well, there we go. 16 out of 20. That's uh, that's a bloody good score. I, like I say, I, I, knowing how you feel about Kubrick, and to a certain extent, I do as well. I find him very... I, I think I'm one of the only people that doesn't seem to like Clockwork Orange that much, which is bizarre. because I, I, the I've first only ever seen it, the stage show. Right. Oh, I worked the stage show, but that's a completely different story. It was really good. Yeah. You know the girl um, in the... Uh... <laughs> Should I tell this story? You can always cut it out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't tell it. I won't tell it. Okay. So there we go, 16 out of 20. Not 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 bad at all, not bad at all. Now then, next week. Yeah, next week. I'm struggling to find a tagline for this that doesn't really <laughs> give it away, but um, I'm going to give you a selection of taglines. Okay, next week on Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure, uh, we are going back to 1980. Uh, one of the taglines is the adventure continues. That's fairly, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit out there. Another one is the Man of Steel meets his match. Ooh, do, yeah. Do, do, do. So, what could that be? I don't know. Do do. But, do. but the, my, my favourite one is miraculously free from eternal orbit. Three outlaws from Krypton descend to Earth for the ultimate confrontation. So, if you don't get it from that, then... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you all right? Do you, do, do, am I boring? Are you just whistling? No, I just, just wondering what it could be. Oh, well, just, you don't know. Just pondering. Listen, if you don't know, Darren, all you can do is find out on Wednesday yeah. because you can go to our Facebook page Ooh. where the trailer will drop. <laughs> I said that because I knew you hate the word drop. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the trailer will be released on Wednesday. Yes, yeah, so uh, t- check out the Facebook page uh, then. And also, as we said earlier, if you wouldn't mind checking out the Facebook page, there will be a link on there for Darren doing his 10,000 steps a day. A day, yeah, awesome. So that's throughout March. And yeah. uh, also, it's my birthday in a couple of weeks. So Isn't it? Great, Isn't yeah. it? 
Another lockdown birthday, Matt. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but all you know, all you got to do is remember. I mean, I don't know, but I've been told Eskimo pussy is mighty cold. Oh my god, that was terrible. <laughs> um, it's been it's. I'd say it's been fun. It's been fun talking about it with you and, and breaking it down. But let us know what you thought of the film. Get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. Uh, anything else, Darren? Nope. All right. Until next time, then. I've been Matt. And I am Darren. Cheersy! Yeah, so for uh, if you've just joined us for the first time, so Darren has a challenge. Every week he's got to connect the previous film's week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Darren has a little challenge. He's got to collect... Fuck's sake. 